0: What is up everybody? Welcome back to the Strive for Strength podcast. Super excited because today we are bringing in an incredible guest who's actually one of my mastermind clients, but also just a very incredible coach. And we're speaking on a very important topic for all of you coaches who are out there today. So guys, I would like you to welcome to the show, Megan Hayes. Megan, what's up dude? Hello, hello. I'm excited to be here. (laughs) Yeah, dude. So Megan, I know we have a lot to go over today. I feel like we have so much I could like go into on this topic, but um if you just kind of want to introduce yourself to everyone on the in the audience and just let us know who you are, kind of what got you into coaching and yeah, go from there.
1: Yeah, so my name is Megan Hayes. I am 25. I am the CEO of Monarch Fit and I have been in the online coaching world for what like two, three years now, but then I also was an in-person PT for a couple of years before jumping fully online as well. And um, in terms of like my story that kind of like brought me to coaching, I was not the person that planned to be here. I was definitely not the person who grew up thinking I was going to be uh, a trainer or a coach. I got really into lifting in high school because I was very tiny. I was a very petite person and I was just kind of tired of always being told that I was skinny all the time. And I remember seeing a. What triggered it for me was seeing a my junior prom picture and looking at my arm, and it just looked like you could just break me in half in two seconds. And so, um, that really was my driving force to get into lifting. But I think, as a lot of coaches know, or anybody who's been training for a while, your first couple years of training, when you're doing it on your own and you're kind of like young and figuring it out, aren't (laughs) aren't really doing much for you. You're just in the gym running around, picking up weights, and so. I mean, it built a lot of confidence in me. I don't know if I necessarily built a lot of muscle, but um, that's kind of like where I started in terms of, you know, just training. And then through my college years, the gym was really, I was really on and off, but it was something that really kept me grounded. And I just, you know, continued to fall in love with it and started to do a lot of my own research at that point. So reading through bodybuilding.com articles, watching YouTube videos, um, watching all of the influencers who were just like blowing up on Instagram, like um, Buff Bunny Heidi Summers was really the person that I had my eyes on for so many years. I wanted to be just like her. I still want to be just like her. She is just a killer. Oh my gosh, built an empire. But um, that's like you know the first five years of my my gym journey were just kind of all over the place. Me finding myself, being young, being in high school, being in college, and I had no initial plan in college to, to do anything having to do with coaching. I, I thought about it. And when I went to Berkeley, my whole goal was initially um, to, to dive into the sciences. My parents were both scientists, so I grew up around a marine biologist and a microbiologist. And so I was like, okay, like <laughs> might as well study something like this. So I studied conservation, food anthropology, food policy. And when I got there, I, I questioned about going into like getting a kinesiology degree but I think at that time Berkeley didn't specifically offer a kinesiology degree so they had a sports medicine program but you had to be pre-med and I was like hell no hell no (laughs) pre-med oh no no thank you it's a lot of chemistry and I hated chemistry loved biology but hated chemistry so I continued with my path through Berkeley got my degree in um, officially called conservation and resource studies. I did a four month internship in Oregon, working with their coastal, um, the coastal government basically, um, the state government on coastal protection projects. And I hated every freaking minute of it. I sat in the corner of an office for eight hours a day and just was severely depressed and couldn't focus on anything and then realized right then and there, and then, oh, uh, I got a call <laughs> realized right then and there that I could not do that and be happy in my life. And that's really what pushed me into finding my passion and coming into coaching. I was just kind of like, okay, I got to figure out what I love and what's going to make me happy day to day. Cause I, I can't, I'm not one of those people who can just like ask myself to do things each day that make me very unhappy. Like I I have to, I have to be pursuing my passion or I will not feel fulfilled in my life. And so with the Berkeley degree, decided to start waitressing and just playing around on YouTube, reading more, researching more, figuring out what it is that I really wanted to do. First went down the influencer route, moved from um, like Stockton, California, Central California down to Los Angeles and was like, okay, I'm going to, you know be this, you know, big LA influencer. I'm gonna start this like vegan coaching website. Like I had this whole thing planned out and my laptop and my camera and my everything got stolen and put a big wrench in the plan of okay, I'm gonna be this influencer on YouTube. So it was pretty consistent there until all that happened and was broke as heck. And then I started working at Gold's gym because I needed a gym membership and I didn't have the money to pay for one. So I was just working there, barely scraping by, barely being able to pay rent. But I, I loved working there as I was a customer service rep. I, I remember I was just like at the front desk helping people, made friends with a lot of trainers, eventually got certified myself, then started coaching at Gold's Gym, left Gold's Gym, started working at an in-person training facility that I eventually was able to buy part ownership of, was there for a while, hated that environment too and sold my share went completely online and that's
0: like where we've been ever since so long story short yeah, <laughs> Dude, that's I, so yeah. Happy. okay the one thing i definitely didn't know about you was the whole la story with like wanting to do youtube and stuff that's so yeah gnarly. That's yeah. so it's like where we all kind of start, like wanting to take the influencer route, I feel like. And we realize, like, wait, I have so much more of a purpose than this, which I yeah. think is super cool. But heck yeah, dude. Well, I know for you, like, you know, recently, especially with your coaching business, like things have really started to take off. And I know the one thing I really admire about you is just like how much you just want to learn about just the depthful science of you know the body anatomy training nutrition which i think is just so important and i think you know one of the biggest things that that you know we want to kind of bring up today too which we think is just so so vital is you know coaches understanding like how to have the humility to be able to you know bring in another coach into their life to be able to just be a better coach and I wanted to ask you first off Megan because I know recently like you you have a new coach and just kind of like for you hopping into the coaching space like how do you feel like hiring coaches and mentor kind of like inspired you and made an impact on like your journey in the fitness space
1: yeah um I think you know I was very much my very very first coach was an in-person coach at a Crunch Gym in Stockton, and she was, uh, a power lifter. Um, her name was Brittany. Let me make Brittany Chow. I think it is. Let me make sure I give her name in her Instagram because like, I freaking love this girl and, um, she definitely deserves the hype, but Brittany, Brittany Chone, Um, uh, I'll have, I'll send you the Instagram. You can put it in the, in the bio or something. And she when I went into the gym, I was this again tiny, fragile little thing even then, and she was just big and fucking strong. This girl's lifting like she's squatting four thirty by three right now, <laughs> and that was like yeah, th- that's now like three, three, four, five years ago, whatever it was that I started up with her five years ago or so. Um, even then, as she was in the three hundreds, and I was just like flabbergasted by how strong she was, and I saw her in the gym, and I thought, wow, I want to get there, and I don't know how I have no idea how. And I think that's the best thing a coach can really do for themselves is say, I don't know, because when you can acknowledge that you don't know something, you just open the door to knowing like that you have to first acknowledge that you don't know how to get there to be able to embark on that journey of eventually getting there. Because if you think you know everything and if you refuse to allow someone who has the knowledge and experience to teach you if you're not gonna do that you're like you're just holding yourself back like you're standing in your own way and with her you know she really showed me because I was I was the bodybuilding I was interested in bodybuilding I was interested in competing and she was power lifter through and through so she really showed me the big three and the importance of your squat, your dead, your bench. And that's what we worked on every single week. And even then I was broke, but I was paying a trainer because I thought this is what I need to learn. And this is what I want to teach people. And so, I mean, I wish I could have worked with her. I moved. And so I didn't get to stay with her, but I wish I could have worked with her forever because she watching her grow over the years, has grown so much but she really is the one who initially instilled in me that value of a coach having a coach and ever since then like I was just always I, I went through that phase though that every coach goes through as well like the ego like oh I've had one coach I have my cert now I figured it all out good to go no coaches needed like I can do this right. and I went through that briefly as well but then as I you know like if there's a curve there's a graph I forget what the name of it is but um that shows like when you first start off you know you know nothing and then like right after you start off you think you know freaking everything and then you come down from that and realize that the best thing you can do for the rest of your journey is always accept that you know nothing and continue to actually know more and she was the start of that curve and then after i got over the hump of i know everything i i thought back to her and that's what made me get my second coach and that was when i worked with Justin Mahaley um, learned so much from him for about six months. And now I'm working with, um, and I was like, what, over a year ago. And then now I'm working with Chad Morgan and, um, Farshad, who they're basically like team coaches on beyond Built. And every single coaching opportunity, you just, you get to not only learn more, like the science, you don't only get to just like learn, Oh, like, this is how you correct this in form. And this is why we're doing this. It's perspective. There's so much perspective that comes with each coach and how they feel about coaching too. their mindset is instilled in you through their check-in responses. And so their passion is something that you get to pick up on and give to your clients too. And if you, if you don't ever let anybody else come into your world and teach you those things as a coach, like you, you block off your clients from all the other perspectives that they could take on themselves and and gain from because you brought that into their life by not being so singular. So I don't know if that even answered your question. No, that's
0: awesome. I have like so many things I want to bounce off on that. And I definitely want to come back to the ego thing for sure, because I know that's something that I've seen that's just super prevalent. But my question for you is like, you know, with having different mentors in your life, like one thing I always tell my clients too, is I think like having multiple mentors throughout your lifetime is important because eventually you kind of exhaust somebody's gifts or, you know, of course, accountability is always there, but you want to receive gifts from other people to diversify, like you said, like perspectives, which I think is super important, but, you know, as a coach and someone who for you, especially is like more a prestigious coach, who's had a lot of experience and has a lot of knowledge, you know, what did that look like for you having that humility, right? Like, how did you figure out like what qualified coach looked like to you? Like the words qualified coach, like what would that look like for you?
1: Yeah, I think that is, the beauty of that is that it can be so subjective and you'll read online every every different opinion on what a true qualified coach is. So I think, you know, allowing yourself to, for allowing yourself to choose what qualified is, is a big part of that. For me personally, um, base level certification, I think is just, it, it's like it's an honorable thing to do, you know. It's it's like a rite of passage when you first start off. Just get your freaking NASM, get your ISSA, get your get your CPT cert. Just do it. Like uh, that to me, that's just like you've you've put in the time to go do it, and you just kind of have to to be accepted. I think in the realm of you know, I'm quote unquote qualified to do this, right? It's getting your getting your cert is really not that hard. So I don't think that having a basic CPT cert is truly what makes you qualified. I think that's just more so like the rite of passage. Like I said, like that—that's kind of what it is. My cert, my initial cert that I got years ago, crap, awful cert, really. And it's like it just so bad, and I don't know why I thought that that's what really made me qualified because it freaking didn't. But um, I got it, you know, I got it because it's the it's the rite of passage. What to me makes someone a truly qualified coach is the attitude that they take towards coaching and how seriously they take their job as a coach in terms of helping their clients and continuing their own education. I think the second that you decide that you, that you know everything or that you can stop learning or that you can like stop considering new science or new opinions, new perspectives, that almost unqualifies you to me because then you become a thing of the past and you're only coaching off of past perspectives, past knowledge, to stay relevant, to stay, you know, qualified, you have to be continuing continuing your education in some way, shape, or form forever. That doesn't necessarily mean stacking certs. Not everybody's going to be able to get a new cert every freaking year or even needs one. Um, if you come out of school and you have a, you know, a kinesiology degree, an exercise science degree, um, that's incredible, right? Those degrees will make you, you know, seem incredibly qualified, but if you're not applying that knowledge, if you're not thinking about, you know, continuing to learn in your own field and how you can translate that to your clients to actually get them results, then to me, you're not qualified. You have to think about application of what you know to your clients and you have to keep learning And then I will respect you as a coach. And that is the standard that I always hold myself to. That's the standard I hold my ACs to. All of my ACs are continuing their education currently. And it doesn't mean like they're all sitting there with their head in an exercise physiology book. Amanda is getting getting her um master's degree in dietetics and she has her bachelor's of science in exercise science so I hired her I was like I need a girl here with like a legit freaking degree to back a lot of the things that I say and then um Linnea my other assistant coach she got her PN1 certification she's a whiz with nutrition she's very new to the game but to me the way she approaches coaching with her clients her super, super qualified. And then on top of that, she is starting a master's program in um, counseling. And so she's going to really try to apply that to working with clients um, specifically when it comes to their mindset around their bodies and training and things like that. So to me, it's, yeah, it's a, it's big picture qualifications beyond certs and really more so about, can you make what you learn actually matter in your coaching practice?
0: Yeah. I mean, to I think that's such good insight. And I think another thing to kind of expand on that too, is like, if you look at the credibility of a coach, like one of the most direct, like people ask me, like, what's the most direct form of education. And I see so many coaches like put off starting their business because they want to wait for like that certification. I think the two best ways to honestly learn are like one, obviously experience. Like if you throw yourself in, like you have no choice, but to like deal with a client pain point, go do the research, look at scholarly articles, look at different workshops, like actually throwing yourself in helps you understand like what you need to learn, I think. And then on top of that, it's like the most direct form of education that I got was having a coach. Like I have never had to like literally go learn, look up research, ask my coach questions. Like It's like, I probably learned more from my coach than I might have learned in like my first year of what I did for college with my nutrition classes and things of that nature, especially because if you think about it too, there's so much information online that just is like regarding nutrition, training, et cetera. But then it's like, how is that applicable to the world of online coaching? I think that's the hardest thing about CPTs. Like they just don't translate into online coaching that much. No, I totally understand the OTP model. I get it. It's great for periodization of training, but like Only learning compensations and like minimalistic things about training isn't going to translate into like dealing with behavior change or, you know, understanding like mindset perspective, um, you know, eventually being able to work with people with their hormones, nutrition, like that's yeah. not, it's not in a CPT, you know. Um, and that's why I think I, I just truly admire like you and coaches who really pour into themselves for learning more about going in depth and having the humility to hire a coach. You know, I think that's the biggest thing is I know for myself personally, like I've gotten the comment even from my parents being like, Why do you need a coach? Like you are a coach, like you shouldn't need one. Um, and this is something, and I'm sure you've gotten this so many times as well with coaches who might be a little newer to the space, or honestly, I find it's the coaches who are the more experienced coaches that feel like they have, um, they don't hold a place for a coach in their life. Like they don't need it. Right. Um, and, and this is kind of redirecting back to the ego talk that you brought up earlier. So, you know, I'd love to know if you've had like experience with this, where you've seen, maybe it's, it's something for you too. I know it's definitely been a point of contact for myself, um, more on the side of business where I'm like, I don't want to coach, but If you have ever dealt with like entitlement, like whether it's, you know, via a DM conversation or anything like that, where you just see people's like ego getting in the way and what that looks like.
1: Yeah, absolutely. I mean, even, even in myself early on, that was like, that's obviously where I saw it first was that kind of pushback to like, I don't need the help. I don't need this. Like I I can, I can design my own training program. I can do my own macros. Like, why would I ever pay anybody else to do that? And just because you can do something does not mean that you are the best person to do it for yourself. You don't know everything ever. Just, just period of the end. You don't know everything ever. And just because you think that you can do it doesn't mean that you shouldn't try other avenues because again, like, boom, that's exactly where you're going to learn DM conversations and like just knowing other coaches in the field Um, so much ego, I think goes into it at first, because when you are doing, when you're taking messy action, like you said, when you're diving into something that is very new to you and that you have those self doubts about ego is the protector ego makes you feel like, yes, I can do this. And yes, I can be a good coach. No, I don't need any help in a way that, Also makes you confident enough to show up online and be like hey yeah hire me as your coach like pay me money, even though in the back of your head you're thinking. Oh fuck I don't know what I'm doing here like I am so new to this so your ego is just there to protect you it's a blanket that's like it's okay you can do it like good job and. It's what likely is helping a lot of newer coaches jump into this space when they're shitting their pants. So I don't blame them. I really don't. You know, I I was there, and I think it it gives you that little boost that you need when you first get started. But the second that you decide to bring those walls down, the second you decide that you can toss that ego out the window, you level up as a coach already. You have to go through that phase. I think there's very few coaches who don't go through that phase. But as soon as you say, okay, you know what? No, I I still need help. I still have so much to learn. You. You beat out all the other coaches who aren't even there yet. So I, I I will say like when I've hired my coaches, both Chad and Justin, they actually both have the same coach, Matt Jensen or whatever. And he's super advanced in the male bodybuilding world. And that's something that I admired from both of them is that these guys are coaching coaches, Justin Mahaley. has coached so many competitors through shows, gotten a lot of them to go pro. This guy knows a lot about a lot of things and he still pays someone else to develop some aspect of his programming. Like I obviously don't know how much or how deep that is, but like this person I see as, you know, an elite person is still day in, day out asking someone else to, who is also elite, to feed into him, to tell him things, to give him info, to give him feedback. And it should, just, it should always be that way. You should always have a mentor, a mentor or someone in your life that can either a call you out on your bullshit or B see the things that you miss. The little form changes, give you the encouragement give you the perspective that you didn't know you needed to get through the hard time, um, to level up, to change your mindset about something that might be holding you back. Like coaches aren't just there to be, you know, feeding you information about program, programming or about nutrition. Like they are actually absolutely, absolutely there to teach you the mindset component of it as well. So no matter where you think you might be lacking, like you might have five degrees, five million certifications, whatever, you can still gain perspective from hiring a coach. And again, that's not another opportunity to set your ego aside and level up. Like, ego ego will be the detriment to you if you let it be as a coach, for I sure.
0: Totally, I totally agree. And I think the biggest thing, too, with like expanding on top of that, and I'm sure you can relate to this, is like when you financially also just make that commitment to yourself, I don't care if you're making 20, 30, 50, 60K months in your business, like, Just knowing that each month you have something that you are investing in, I think also puts you in the, I mean, being in the client seat, you learn so much, right? It's like money mindset, like being able to make the commitment. Um, I think a lot of the times too, with coaches, when you step into the world of entrepreneurship it there, I've seen this from so many coaches, myself included. Like there are so many small habit shifts that you make that are actually like more negative because of the entrepreneurship lifestyle where like you'll forget to eat for like 6 hours you know straight and then you're like shit i have all my macros left for the rest of the day or like you know just not taking like those check in photos or like going into the gym and like not having a structured split you know, even though knowing you give your clients a structured split, like, I know I did that for literally like a year of my business and felt like almost like an imposter a little bit, which I get it. Like you have to grow and flow at some point, but I think also, you know, sitting in the client seat, you learn more about money mindset, abundance, right. Which is also really cool. And then I also think like, if you look at the the deliverables of like a program, right. Like if you're in somebody else's program, you're easily looking at like, okay, cool. They have a group chat. Okay, cool. They do these group calls, you know? yeah. Um, and I think that's another huge aspect of like joining a coaching program is getting to see like, you know, the different key points of the delivery and what that looks like, you know? Um, yeah. and I wanted to sh- like, kind of ask you, cause I know that recently you've been hopping into coaching, like more coaches and, um, for you personally, do you feel like you've seen kind of like a shift with like the way that you deliver or the way that they're compliant or anything like that?
1: I think working with coaches inherently, you're going to find a little bit more compliance because they understand what it's like to be in your seat and now they're gaining the perspective of their own clients. And so they, they know what it's like to get a bad check-in or a check-in where like someone didn't put in effort and that makes them feel bad as coaches, right? They want the effort in a check-in. So they're going to give you that same effort most of the time, not every single coach, but most of the time I've had coaches thrive in our program. And I've had coaches who I, We'll genuinely say like maybe was a little bit surprised that they chose coaching because they didn't seem as passionate about it when they were in the client seat. But um, again, like all that being said, right, I think with coaches in our program specifically, I try to be very open from the get go with ask me questions ask me any questions you have. You want to know about our program, like what pro, like what uh, software I use, why I'm choosing to program this way, how we calculate our macros. Like you want to learn about what we do as coaches, ask me because they're a different type of client. Their purpose in learning isn't about, oh, I'm just going to change my lifestyle. Their purpose in learning a lot of the time is how can I make myself better as a coach? How can I make my program better for my clients? And so for us, it's like, the program changes a little bit with our coaches because i i really try to give them feedback as they can uh, give them enough feedback in a way that they can then apply it to their own coaching not that i mean i encourage every single client that we have to be like tenacious in asking questions and learning but not everybody wants to learn how to do it all by themselves and not everybody needs to know you know as deep as it goes So I'm not going to teach, you know, I'm not going to teach a client who their passion is accounting on, you know, how to read like hormone labs or whatever. Right. Um, But a coach, if they ask me, um, I've had coaches actually ask me for advice on giving feedback to their own clients. And I think that's a beautiful thing. I think that's so wonderful. I'm so open to that. And that's like my main goal. As we continue to build our our program and really um, develop it in a way that it can teach more coaches, make it a little bit more coach targeted in the long term, is how much value can I provide in a way that's going to make it directly applicable? Because you can read a textbook and learn as much as I'm learning through. I mean, like I'm diving into the CSCS textbook right now. I'm watching endless lectures from Mike Isratel on YouTube. He has an entire lecture series that's just packed full of the science of hypertrophy. Like there's so much that you can read, but you have to be able to apply it. And that's my ultimate goal in the programs that we create for our coaches. Or when I have coaches as clients, I want to teach them in a way that is directly applicable to their own programming, whether it's whether it's training, whether it's nutrition, which I usually met Amanda kind of take the lead on in that one, or whether it's, yeah, like it's mindset, whether it's just like, yeah, how, how to be a damn good coach. So,
0: yeah. And I think that's so cool because it almost crosses over as like direct mentorship for you to just become a better coach. Like I get people asking me all the time, even some of our mastermind clients like go, oh, I'd love to see more on like how to be a better coach. And I've literally been like, well, do you have one? You know, because like, if you have an authority figure to look up to, like, And you also like, I like when you idolize your coach, it's like a whole nother, a whole nother thing too, because then you truly are like, wow, I want to like embody that, build the culture they've built. Um, you know, lead the way that they lead. I think that's another huge part of it too, is like if you are especially newer coaches in this space, I believe that building on leadership is like the foundation to being a successful both entrepreneur and coach. And I think a lot of people miss out on that by not being able to have somebody who is an authority figure in their life to learn direct leadership. Like yeah. leadership skills can be really freaking hard. And when you're like constantly watching somebody show up extremely consistency and sharing like themselves constantly to just continuously build credibility. I think that's another, just like huge aspect of being able to excel in business, you know? Um, so I guess my, my big question for you then Megan is for people out there who are coaches or getting into the coaching space who have never had a coach, what would be just like your biggest, biggest piece of advice for them to, you know, hop into that and what that would look like. And then maybe what to look for, for them hopping into a coaching program.
1: Yeah. Um, so couple things. I think you should be very clear on what you want to learn and very clear on your own starting point. So being very honest with yourself on where you're at. If you are wanting to eventually one day like coach people through prep or something, but you're like a brand new coach in this world, like maybe you've been coaching online for two or three months, but you're looking at the top prep coaches because you want to learn from them you might not be ready yet to perform at the level that they want you to perform at, given that you are a new coach. It's a very freaking admirable thing that you want to work with them. But given that like when you work when in the bodybuilding world and in like the Olympic training world and the coaching world in general, um, the higher level coaches are far beyond like <laughs> their, their expectations of you are far beyond like you're here for me to teach you. And you're here for me to help you grow into being a really awesome coach. Those coaches as amazing as they are, and as much as you can learn from their program are more so like get down to the grind, fucking perform, do the damn thing. Um, I don't know who is familiar with, um, team Atlas who is coaching, um, Laura Lee. She is one of like the top Oh my gosh, Laura Lee. Um, Well, I forget what his name, James. Uh, James who coaches for Team Atlas, right? This guy on his story today puts up that he has some of his athletes at 800 calories and two hours of cardio. And that's what it takes to get them stage lean. That's, you know, that's highly specified. This guy is creating Olympians. And yeah, you could probably learn a heck ton from that guy if you one day want to be coaching prep clients. But if you are brand new to the coaching world, that's not the coach for you yet. You need to really understand like where you're at and the levels you need to go through in order to get to that really high peak if those are your goals and aspirations. So think about where you're at and think about what you want to learn in choosing a coach because not every coach even wants to teach you. Not every coach wants to help be a mentor. Some coaches are just coaches and other coaches are going to be coaches and mentors. And that's really why I chose Chad this time around and like, I've been working with his team, the beyond belt team for like four plus months now. When I signed up with Chad, I, I signed up for a year, straight up. I talked to him and he said, we do like three months, six months, a year. I said, give me the year, Chad. Like there's, there's no reason for me to not spend a year diving into this. And I chose him specifically because at, um, at ABW we ran into him. It was the first time I ever met him in person. Vibes were immaculate. And I had seen his coaching program really explode. I had seen his presence on Instagram. I had seen his content delivery and everything about that was something I admired. And I was like, I want to learn what this guy, I want to learn how this guy works. I want to learn about his perspective. I want to learn what's going on in his head and that he can deliver this amazing content and that he's created a coaching business that's exploded. I want to learn his perspective And what's going on up here and how he can and how he gives feedback to his clients, because obviously something here is working. And in looking at what he knew, I knew that like, I didn't necessarily have the depth of knowledge that he had in bodybuilding and that he was already prepping some clients. But I also knew that I was at a high enough level that whatever he could tell me to do or whatever he, if like he changed something in my programming and said, and I asked, oh, why'd you do that? Or why are we doing that? And he explained it, that I would be able to understand it and that he'd be willing to explain it to me. Like very, very clear from day one that Chad is mentor and uh, is coach and mentor. And like the way that his team works too, is this is kind of how, again, I'm trying to model my own team you have a a variety of coaches when it comes to working with his team. So I don't only work with Chad. I also work with Farshad who is one of the main programmers for his business. And when I send form videos, I send them to both Chad and far, I get feedback from both of them and they are super responsive. They tell me why we're doing things. We're doing this, you know, triphasic training split right now. That is crazy and awesome. And if I were to text them right now and be like, can you explain to me why we're doing a triphasic split? I would get a fucking paragraph from both of them being like, well, here's why. Because they love to teach. They love to mentor and they love the mindset side of things too. Like when Far came down, Farjad lives in LA and he came down here for a weekend, a couple, like a month ago. And we started talking about inner work. And we we had a training session for legs that I almost died in. And then we went and got breakfast. And it was me and a couple other people who are on the Beyond Built team as clients. And um, I forget what we were talking about. And he said something about like, well, what about your inner child? And I said, well, I don't know her. And he goes, oh, we'll find her. And I almost wanted to cry right then and there. So it was like, wow. Another aspect of this training program that I adore is the fact that they are all about that inner work and loving yourself and this being a peaceful journey. You'll hear them talk about it on their Instagram all the time. I was like, I'm so I got to experience that already through just like an initial meeting of Chad and, and diving in and, and being a present client and asking questions got so much freaking value from their program. So when you're looking for that coach, find someone who you think can do that for you. And if they can't learn from the program and find another coach, it's okay to try out a couple of them, right, so yeah, look for a mentor, not just a coach.
0: Yeah, I think that's so important to capitalize on, and I, I mean, like, circling background to it, I think another thing that's really cool, too, is just, like, that also helps you with ego work, because realistically, if you have a mentor rather than just a coach, like, they're going to dig deep into, like, your shit, and you're like, God damn. And I think that's why a lot of people hesitate too, because they know they have shit that comes up for them. Like yeah. most entrepreneurs, the reason that we're in the position that we're in, and most coaches is because we've gone through shit, and you know, we we develop the work ethic and the you know, we overcome and build inner resilience, which I think leads us to that. But then we also kind of sometimes can repress those things that have gone oh, yeah. at the same time. As I think, like you said, having that mentorship is just so key and so vital. And I think to add on to that too, is just look at their education. Like, what are they talking about? Right? Like how confident are they? Do they deem themselves as credible? You know, do they know that they know their shit? They're constantly doing that work. And I think that's so important, which, you know, like I said, circling background is like why I admire the hell out of you for just like, getting a book to literally go into your CSCS even though you've had you know you could quote you could you know typically just sit there and say like oh I don't need to keep learning I already have like the tools I need to like help lifestyle clients but you know that you want to make a bigger impact and I think that's like just the coolest part of it dude but tell the people where they can find you Um,
1: yeah yeah um well my Instagram is Meg Hayes and it's M-E-A-G-H-A-Y-E-S that's like my main spot is Instagram really, but I have started kind of diving into YouTube a little bit more and trying to put out some helpful content there. So if you type in M E A G A N, Megan Hayes on YouTube, I should be the first one that pops up too. that extra, that extra a really gets people, but it also makes my name a little bit easier to search. So, and then the Monarch Fit community as well. Um, that's our Instagram Monarch Fit community at Monarch Fit community. Yeah. I think that's, that's
0: it. (laughs) guys we'll definitely keep your eyes out especially for those of y'all who are coaches because Megan's program is just incredible especially from what I've heard from some of the coaches that I know who are coached by her which I think is super cool so Megan thank you so much for coming on today dude
1: yeah thanks for having me it's just fun
0: catch y'all in the next episode